are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. We're talking about faith and confession. We're talking about confession of God's Word or agreeing with God's Word. Now, I want us to talk about something today uh, that's involved in Hebrews, the 11th chapter, verse 1, where the writer says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Now, we're going to talk a little bit about hope and what hope does. See, faith is the substance of things. But hope is necessary. Sometimes people say, well, now, you know, you don't get anything by hoping. Well, there's no substance to hope. But we do need hope, and you need to know that. Because hope is a goal setter. If you'll notice here, he says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Now notice, it is the substance of the thing. Of what thing? The thing you hope for. Well, what are we hoping for? Well, certainly we would hope for the thing that God has given us. You see, that's why the Bible says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. It's because God is not pleased when we don't enter into the provisions that God made for us. There are some things that you and I will never enter into except through faith. That's the only way you can enter into them. God's willingness is multiplied to us through the knowledge of God. The Apostle Peter says this in the Second Peter chapter 1, where he said God has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. But now let's center up on hope here, because hope is a very important part of anything. It's like people come many times in a prayer line, and they hope to be healed. Now, I remember when I first got turned on to the word of faith, that if I heard anybody talk about hope, I'd tell them, you're not going to get anything by hope. Because we really didn't think hope had any part in it. But the more you study the Word of God, the more insights you get into it. Hope is a very necessary part. If faith is a substance of things hoped for, then there has to be some hope, or you wouldn't have anything for faith to give substance to. Can you see that? Now, this will explain to you why that sometimes, you know, you hear people died. Well, so-and-so died, and I just don't understand it. Because they were saying all the right things. They had prayed and agreed. See, everybody knew there was no hope medically for them. But you know, I like what Abraham did. When there was no hope naturally, it says, when there was no hope, Abraham believed in hope. Now, see, that's the fourth chapter of Romans, where it refers to God saying to Abraham, I have made thee the father of many nations, in verse 17 there. So it says, Abraham, when there was no hope, he believed in hope. Now, how could you believe in hope when there was no hope? See, there's people today that there is no hope medically for them, because doctors have done all they can do, see, and there's just some things that they can't do. So, as far as medical science is concerned, the doctor says there is no hope. Well, do what Abraham did. Go to the Word of God and get you some hope. Get you some supernatural hope, you see. That's what Abraham did. He just decided he'd side in with God. And you see, that's all we're doing when we decide to confess the Word of God. You're just siding in with God, getting on God's side. 
saying what God said. See, somebody might say, well, you know, there's no hope, so you might as well give up. But see, you can always go to the Word of God and get you some hope. I don't care whether it's physically, financially, spiritually, or whatever situation you're in where it seems to be hopeless. Go to the Word of God and get you some hope. God's Word's filled with hope. Now see, hope is a goal setter. You've got to have a goal. You know, someone said it this way. If you didn't have a goal set, if you didn't know where you were going, how would you know when you got there? And then right on the other hand, how long would it take you to get there? And what route would you take to get there? <laughs> so you see, you just, there is no, you don't know where you're going, you don't know what you're doing, unless you have a goal setter. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. So there has to be some direction to faith. You can't just say, well, you know, I'm just going to believe God. Now, I've seen people that said, well, I'm just waiting on God. I'm just believing God. And you know, some of those people are still waiting on God and believing God and haven't done anything since. They're not waiting on God. God's been waiting on them for 17 years to get some direction in the thing. But you see, you're going to have to decide on some things. Now, when there was no hope, Abraham just simply decided, I'm going to believe in hope. What did he do? He decided, he made a decision to believe God's Word. That's where the hope came from. Hope is a goal setter. And you need to realize that. Now, don't try to use faith where hope should be, and don't try to use hope where faith should be. See, hope has no substance. There's no substance to it. But faith is the substance of the thing hoped for. So there must be faith, and that faith is the divine energy of God. It comes from the Word of God, and it comes by hearing God's Word. It is the substance of things desired, the things hoped for. Now, see, in the last session, we talked about sowing the seed of God's Word, or our words being seeds, and we speak the Word of God, the promise of God, into our heart. And then it springs and grows up, and we don't know how. First the blade, then the ear, and the full corn in the ear. Well, in this passage of Scripture, it was very well established by Jesus and many other things that Jesus said, that the heart was the production center. It's the thing that produced. It was called the soil. Now, I want us to go a little further into that, and we're going to say some things that we've kind of left unsaid about it. The heart is the production center. Now, if you want some reference to this, I'm not going to take time in this session to go into it, but 2 Corinthians, the first chapter, and we've mentioned this a few times, and I will quote some of it here. Paul said, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither hath it entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them that love him. I have not seen, ear hath not heard. How many times have you heard people say that? And they'd quote that and say, you just never know what God's going to do. <laughs> well, you will if you read the next verse. <laughs> you stop too quick. He said, but God has revealed them to us by his Spirit. See, he's saying these things won't enter into the heart of man through the natural five senses realm. See, you can't get this information into you through the natural five senses realm. But he said God reveals it to us by his Spirit. 
So God's Spirit, bearing witness with our spirit, reveals the revelation knowledge of the Word of God. So when Paul said that, he wasn't telling you that you're just never going to find out what God's going to do. But a lot of people, I've heard them quote it, and they'll just quit right there and say, well, you never know what God's going to do, but you do. God will do everything that he said he'll do. God will do everything he promised to do. He'll do everything you believe him to do. Now, he said, these things have not entered into the heart of man. Eye hath not seen it, ear hath not heard it, the natural ear or the natural eye has not seen it. It hasn't entered into the heart of man. Now, you can't take that and say that by no means has it entered into the heart of man because he says right after that, he says, but God has revealed it to us by his Spirit. So God did reveal it. But it didn't come through the five senses realm. You see what he's saying? So there is an avenue which God reveals things that bypasses the intellect or the mind, uh, carnal mind, as far as that's concerned, and God just reveals some things. See? The Holy Spirit as our teacher and guide. It says He reveals those things to us. In fact, I thought we wasn't going to do it, but let's turn to that. You need to see that. You need to mark it in your Bible. 1 Corinthians, 2nd chapter. That's verse 10 that we just quoted. But God has revealed them to us by His Spirit, for the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. Now, here in the King James, it has a capital S with spirits here in verse 10, the, both of these. Now, the first part where it says, But God has revealed them to us by His Spirit, that is the Holy Spirit. But when it says, For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God, that is not the Holy Spirit, that is the human spirit. That is your spirit. The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord searching all the inward parts of his belly. That's Proverbs 20, 27. We've mentioned it several times before. In other words, the human spirit is the light that God uses to enlighten you. God's spirit beareth witness with our spirit. So God's spirit bears witness with our spirit and enlightens our spirit. So here when it says, For the spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God... He's not referring to the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit does not have to search the things of God. The Holy Spirit knows the things of God. It's the human spirit that searches the things of God while you're asleep. While you go to bed and get up, the seed you planted in the heart is producing, and you don't know how. All you did was sow it and go to bed and get up. Let's notice as we go on down. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him? Even so the things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. God's Spirit knows all about God. Your Spirit knows all about you. So you get those two spirits together, and you've tapped the source of all knowledge. Now we have received, verse 12, Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. I'm glad you could join us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Now, this is Friday. This is the last day. The CD offer number 7243, The Intent of the Word. Two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, a total of $19. Do you remember that the disciples was with Jesus and he said to the man that was going to betray him, Judas said, That which thou doest do quickly. And they thought that he had said for him to go give something to the poor. 
But that was not the intent of what Jesus said. He said, if you're going to betray me, betray me now. It's time to betray me. So they missed the whole intent of what Jesus said because they didn't have enough understanding of it. And it's the same thing concerning many scriptures in the Bible. If you don't search out the intent of what was said, you could get a whole different idea of what Jesus was talking about and be 100% wrong. So it's important to learn to discern the intent of the word. One of the famous scriptures in the Bible that is so misunderstood is where Paul said, all things work together for good. That is a statement in the Bible, but the apostle Paul didn't believe that all things work together for good. It's connected with praying in the Spirit. If the Holy Spirit prays through your spirit in tongues, in a language you have not learned, you can't utter in articulate speech, he says he's praying the way God would pray. It is the Holy Spirit. Actually, it's Jesus, the intercessor, praying through you by the Holy Spirit, through your spirit. And he said, and we know that all things work together for good. Now, what all things is he referring to? All things that the Holy Spirit prayed about through your spirit and through a language that you hadn't learned. He is praying the way God would pray. And that is what the intent is. Then we know that all things you prayed about in the spirit will begin to work for good. That's offer number 7243, the intent of the word, two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, a total of $19. Toll-free order line is 1-877-396-9400. Until Monday, this is Charles Capps reminding you the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area.